I'm Brie, and this is the R&B Podcast, a pop culture podcast in which we wrap up each week's pop culture events. However, we've taken a hiatus, an unplanned hiatus, uh, just as we've, like, adjusted to quarantine life. So, Ray, how has your quarantine been? <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I mean, uh, to be fair to us in this situation, we said we were taking a break for spring break, right? Technically, spring break never ended. So <laughs> That is true. I <laughs> That is very true. Yeah. Because, like, I went on spring break, and then, they're like, initially my spring break, they were, like, two weeks. Like, we're going to give it, like, two weeks to kind of, like, calm down. But then, like, before the first week of spring break even ended, they were like, just don't come back. So, it's been crazy. Classes have been a lot. I'm definitely not a person who would ever take online classes, like, willingly. I've mm-hmm. taken like foreign language classes online before, but those are so like engaged and you have to do them like every day. It's kind of at your own pace. This whole Zoom class stuff is for the birds. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> how are you? I'm good. Um, I just finished classes yesterday. Um, I did my finals. Um, they're open book on Canvas. So <laughs> I literally, I had a review for one of the finals and I was working on it the night before like while I was watching Glee because I am currently doing a Glee rewatch um and I like did about half of the review and it's like I'll finish it tomorrow because like I said do the exam by midnight um and then halfway through the day I was like you know what I'm gonna take the exam like I'm not gonna finish the review and honestly I'm so glad I didn't do the review because none of the stuff that was on the review was on the exam oh those suck yeah, and I only end up missing one question. Love that for you. Yeah, so I was glad. So I was done about halfway through the day. Um, so yeah, now my summer's started, and I really don't know like what I'm gonna do. And it, it, it's so weird. It's so weird existing at this time, like being our age at this time, because like we're not old. Like we don't have like job jobs. Mm-hmm. So it's like, they, like obviously we're not essential. And then at the same time, it's like, it's such a weird time. Like we're supposed to be like trying to get into the workforce and there's kind of like a hiring like pause right now. So like, we don't really know what entry level jobs look like, internships, that kind of thing. Cause like my plan was New York and obviously New York is in shambles right now. Yeah. I was wanting to go to LA this summer and obviously that is not gonna happen. Um so yeah, it's just like hard just right now, just because like there's so many unknowns and there aren't like places to really go. <laughs> but y'all are done with quarantine soon in Texas. Yeah, mo- I I'll say this. Governor Abbott is done with uh quarantine soon. I like but um a lot of businesses actually like movie theaters restaurants a lot of people who have the clear and like the go-ahead to go ahead and open on friday are saying they won't do it so i um, mean i'm kind of glad about that oh yeah um i want to say the day of alamo draft house released a statement saying they're not opening up and like more and more businesses have followed suit so I, while, like I said, while Governor Abbott, like, says that, and I really, Brie, I really feel like this is just a 
I'm going to do something, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, like, because, like, we just need to do something. I don't think he even expects people to do it because his whole wording around it is, you know, they don't have to, but if they want to, which is, like, trying to, like, take liability off of himself, which, as a governor, is just disgusting. So, yeah. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. At least I'm saying my ass in in the house. So yeah, I saw like on Twitter, um, someone was like, "With Noah's Ark, he sent out the doves." He's like, "He's like, I'm gonna keep myself at home while y'all go figure it out." Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. It's gonna be because like, and it's been embarrassing because like I love being a Texan, but like these past couple of weeks, people like protesting outside of the Capitol and stuff like that. It's been absolutely ridiculous. I just... Ugh. That's been happening in Michigan, too. Mm-hmm. I'm not oh. saying it's like been central to Texas, but, like, seeing all that stuff happening in the state, I was like, I cannot believe this. All right, guys, well, we'll just jump right into it. This week, we're going to start out with a little bit of relevance of these past couple of weeks, talking about the Cabo 44 out of UT Austin, because that's been interesting. It's a weird time to be a Longhorn. <laughs> um, and then we're going to jump into some Netflix stuff because what else are we doing? So we're going to talk a little bit about Tiger King, which came out a while ago at this point. Everyone should have watched it. And then Netflix is like newest reality experiment, too hot to handle. Mm-hmm. So, and we have differing op- opinions all throughout this thing. So it's going to be an interesting episode. <laughs> Listen, UT is like, it's like, UT, like, since we left, this is like just update central. Like, it's gone to hell in a handbasket quick. Mm-hmm. So basically, like, a week after, um, a week after, like, everything, we've been at home for, like, maybe a week, we get, um, like like my like my mom comes and finds me and there's like this news story or whatever about this plane full of of UT students um, that traveled to Cabo over spring break. They literally go over there, like like do their thing, come back. Twenty eight of them have COVID. Yeah. Which just, you know, was a mess. But the the thing was about it is that, like, and a lot of people were doing the whole, you know, we were told by the school, you know, to, like, not go anywhere and not do anything and blah, 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 blah. And you guys chose to do this anyways, you know. Some people took the whole, like, well, I mean – like some trips you can't like once you pay for them you can't whatever and you just have to go and to that extent I'll say if you can charter a plane to go to Cabo I don't think you're really hurting like that you know what I mean yeah (laughs) but you know I'll 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 let you guys believe what you want to believe and two we gotta understand too that once we like UT well, we talked about this in the last episode. UT kept us there until 
like pretty much every other school had like gone home and was at home. Mm-hmm. Like UT kept us there until they couldn't, literally, probably legally, <laughs> until yeah. he had realized, wow, I've probably exposed students and professors to COVID. You guys need to go home, basically. So, like, up until that point, the school hadn't really even been taking it seriously. Like, and I'll I'll even venture to say maybe they were going to leave that Friday or that Saturday. We were talking, literally, they didn't say, you know, they didn't give us the information about his wife having it until, like, 1 p.m. on Friday. So, you know, there are levels to this. Like, it, I I don't, I'm not going to sit here and, like, trash them although I do think it was a trash thing to do um like but you know whatever mm-hmm. here's where it gets just crazy because UT Twitter is literally like the most savage of all Twitters <laughs> like it can get like 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 because we're just ugly to one another it's not even a you know like, yeah, A&M you were always are talking about YouTube how, Twitter. like, you always talk about how your school, like, there's always beef. Yeah, like, people are consistently, like, protesting, and it's, like, it's not even, like, us going up against a different school or a different, like, or, or like, an organization or something like that. It's literally, like, students going as students. Like, yeah. there's so much conflict. It's just a hotbed of just disarray. Basically, um, yeah, I don't know. It it was just it was just a, a huge thing. And I I'll I'll say this though, there are there were a lot of people who went to Miami and went to even just like a beach in Texas or like went like on a trip in Texas or something like that. Like there are a lot more people at UT that went on their spring break trips than just the Cabo Forty Four. Mm-hmm. So do I think that they should be like burned at the stake? No, but UT Twitter definitely did as like they like in the way that you go and you find like people who posted about the trip, um, they would go and like find like, I think it was basically like off of one post, they were able to go find people that were tagged, go find their posts and then like, like basically like called out every single person who went on this trip. Mm hmm. Instagram comments, Twitter comments, all that kind of stuff was, wow, you really like just put people at risk. You really just put people at risk. Like you are, you know, X, Y, and Z for going on this trip, like spoiled, um, you know, privileged, blah, 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 blah. Like, and and I'll give you that. Like you go on the trip. That's one thing. Posting like the world isn't like suffering and hundreds of people aren't dying daily that's an issue um yeah so they they're they're basically like going off on these 44 students who are basically you know coming back at people like I did it and I'll do it again Mm -hmm. (laughs) and like their parents ended up getting into the comments dming people that were commenting on their their kids' photos and basically saying, like, I'll sue you, like, this is um, harassment, like, this is online cyberbullying, like, 
and like basically going to the school and saying like my kid is getting ripped to shreds for having fun yeah so I mean (laughs) the privilege was really just out and showing and raging um I think probably the next thing that (laughs) happened um yeah well this pretty much all came out on the same day I'm reporting from the Daily Texan as they're um as they're reporting it this all happened on um April 1st which is just hilarious to Mm -hmm. me because it was not an April Fool's joke at all they um basically what happens next is like this becomes a national news story like people are you know 44 students like the Cabo 44 44 students from the University of Texas so basically like whatever and I will say before they went there were no cases of COVID in Cabo and so it like like where this gets messy it's it's just hard to tell you know did they get it in Texas and were asymptomatic for a week because that's that like that's completely in the realm of possibility did they get it over there and then like bring it over here to Austin and spread it even more than what FinVez had already done like where there's no real way of telling other than the fact that either they got there and were all over each other or the more likely thing is is like they were just being normal because this thing spread so quickly I mean just even from like talking closely with people like it can get you know it can transfer like that so it's like it just shows that how quickly and how like dangerous this thing could really be and like they got back here it's they weren't necessarily like checked out like as soon as they got back it was a matter of tracking down all of them and then to get them tested yeah like they weren't even like coming forward on their own like basically UT Twitter had to like out all of them wow yeah so becomes national news people are making a huge deal out of it they end up getting quotes from like student president which there are already like you know people that are upset with our student body like um, officials and like our student government right now because you know we I'll say this. We elected them and then nothing really happened. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, like, like, because I, and I'll say, like, the last president, vice president that we had, um, at least during the semester, I was able to kind of see some places where, like, changes were being made. We've already made it around to the next set of elections, and I just, I cannot tell you anything that they've done. And it may just be because they're so quiet and humble about it, but, you know, I just, I I am completely unaware of it. And I feel like in order to show that kind of effectiveness, like, I get being humble, but I need to know what you did, you know? This is so interesting to me, because I feel like, although elections are a big deal, like, on campus here, like, we really don't care what happens once like people are elected if that makes sense see and i i truly believe that ut is just a microcosm of like the real world for me in that aspect because it's like elections are taken seriously and then like we demand action after that you know and it's like if if we don't see the things that we think 
should be seen like I, there's definitely a group of like obviously like UT Twitter as we've been talking about that will make their voices heard and will say you know where are you guys in this crisis and this pandemic and everything that's pretty much been going on throughout the semester which there's been a lot <laughs> so it's like you know where is the where where is it mm-hmm. where's the work that you guys said that you guys were going to do so um I, I want to say, um, I think this is a quote that was put in the New York Times. Um, yeah. This is a quote from UT student body president, Cameron Goodman, um, that was published in the New York Times. People are, you know, up in arms in the New York Times. I'm telling you, this made headline news everywhere. Um, his quote is, I'm not going to judge those students' decisions. Um, a lot of students had to make some tough decisions about their spring break plans, which I'll give people that is unacceptable. (laughs) Like you're going to sit here and say like, you know, I'm not saying you have to judge them, but I mean, I feel like you should say all, all you really had to say was, you know, as instructed by our faculty and, our, um, you know, student body, or, or pres- the president of our school, uh, we were told to take precautions, can like go home, you know, not go on these trips, like really like weigh the pros and cons of everything. And I feel like, I feel like there is a way to say, you know, you put people in danger and I'm not going to sit here and persecute you. I don't think they should be persecuted. I think that you should, there, there are consequences for your actions and you just have to, you know, deal with those. Yeah. He didn't have to call him out by name, say, you know, what they did was reprehensible and it was just, it, like, they should be expelled. and Like, no one asked you to do that. But do the right thing and say that what they did was not right. Yeah, I think accountability is a big thing right now. Yeah. What they did was not right. A lot of people had to make this tough decisions about their spring break plans, and those tough decisions were made. They didn't, like, they, what he could have said is they were given an opportunity to make a tough decision, and they took the easy way out. Yeah. And that's just the tea about it all. Anyways, he responds, basically saying this quote does not accurately depict my feelings on the situation, which I take very seriously, and then he, you know, quotes uh he quotes a cbs article where he you know kind of kind of fixes what he says saying i don't think it would be right for me to say what students shouldn't do but i think it would be my best interest to give students the facts and clear direction of what's going on in our nation and how we can affect so many people still does not say you know what they did was not right yeah you know he's saying you know um it would be in my best interest to give students the facts and clear direction there was no direction and on top of that what have you been saying like where where was the clear direction before they went on this trip yeah i'm not saying it's his fault i'm not saying that like it's his, you know, whatever. Like, he's a student body president. He goes to class. He has things to do. I get it. Like, 
his he doesn't run the school. That's not what I'm saying at all. I just feel like it was like as a representative of the school at this time, especially when you're going to be, you know, in articles on CBS News and and the New York Times represent us in a in a good way that that says, you know, this isn't what we stand this isn't what we were told to do. This isn't, you know, what we're not taking this lightly. We know like our the motto of the school, like the whole school as a whole, it's like, you know, what starts here changes the world. We want that to be a positive change. Like, because really what's starting here is changing the world and it's in a pretty negative way that's showing a lot of privilege right now. Yeah. So like they're not taking accountability at all. Is that what's happening? Well, and I, it's one of those things where it's maybe they would take more accountability, but people jump down their throats and then they got defensive. Do you know what I mean? I see. Like, that's why I have such an issue with cancel culture and just like, like, like even Twitter, like coming after someone and like that kind of thing in general, just because when you come at someone with that aggressively, their response majority of the time is to prickle up and get defensive yeah and that's just I mean I don't think that that's the appropriate response but it's the human one yeah but I feel like even though it's a human one I feel like like this is very much like you know you messed up you know mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think they even think that, especially because, like, you know, we are younger and they're probably fine. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I just, if I got, if I would have gotten it from the cruise, like, I would have felt like a clown. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I hope that some of them do. I'm not saying that all of them are, you know, completely remorseless and that they're like, you know, fuck you guys. I'm not saying that. I've only seen, you know, what's been reported, what's come up on my own timeline. Mm -hmm. So even that's a bit of an echo chamber. Like, this is definitely not something that, like, I've seen all 44, and I know that none of them, you know, care. It's a, from what I've seen, I've seen a lot of butthurt people that are posting pictures still out of spite. I've seen a lot of parents that are threatening legal action against students. (laughs) Like... And and not even just stopping there at students. These are public citizens who have the right to say whatever the fuck they want to say. Yeah. So, I mean, for me and all of this, I am a person, I've said this to you before, that, like, you can't, you can always choose your actions. You can't always choose your consequences. Just choose your actions wisely. Yeah. Like, don't think that like you know this is a free country I can do whatever I want to do yeah you sure can you can say whatever you want to say the first amendment you know have have at it you are not free from consequences you are not free from other people's like speech that doesn't mean that we can let that you that you can say whatever you want and no one has a chance to respond you can't cut off anyone else's freedom of speech you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so I mean if you're gonna do it do it with your chest and then you know don't have anything else to say about it. Hmm. Yeah. That's just crazy. Like, because I know, like, here at Michigan, we were kind of upset that we 
went to class for three days after spring break, knowing because at the time that we went, it wasn't even in the States yet. And just like over the week of my spring break, it got to the point where it is now. But we were like, mm-hmm. we were like, you're letting, letting us like expose each other. Like if you didn't have it or like you did choose to go home for break and not go anywhere, like you come to school and now all these people are like contacting you. And it's just like, you know how contagious it is. Like, be careful. <laughs> and that's the tea. But they're just, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. To put the cherry on top of the cake, last week we then, it's reported that um, Texas, like that our uh, school president We'll be moving on. <laughs> he basically brought COVID to UT's campus and then said, all right, I'm out. Mm-hmm. I'm head out. Is he like graduating or like what? No, not our, not the student body president. Says the president of the whole school. Oh, yeah. Finvez. Damn. Leaving. <laughs> gone, gone to Atlanta, I want to say. Wow. Does, does yeah. he not have a house on campus? I don't know all that. I don't know his story like that. Well, oh, because we do. have, like, the president's house. Mm-mm. Okay. No, that's not something that I... That if we do, I'm completely unaware of it. Um, I think the thing is about it, it's like, I don't know. I, I don't know that we needed to... I, I just can't tell if I think that maybe he should not have put it out while put like put out that announcement while um you know we're in the middle like pretty much in the thick of this thing like this is supposed to be like the peak week of you know covid cases and stuff like that cases are going up day by day in austin and we keep getting you know like i said this cabo 44 thing cabo 211 however you want to talk about it kind of thing mm-hmm. keeps growing you know is this the time to say hey as of july 31st i'm out of here or do you wait because we do have time you know uh-huh. i don't know i don't know if if waiting would have made it better for me but right now it just seems like it, it just made it seem like a, a getaway you know what i mean yeah like a like a y'all ugly bye <laughs> like so I don't know yeah that's oh, it's just like that's yeah it's a weird timing to announce such a shit you know yeah and I even want to say it was a it was a weird time of day too it was like it was probably like close to 9 10 p.m. Yeah, I feel like that's like something. Like, I feel like that's something you announce like around commencement time, like when this academic year is over. Yeah, and I mean, they announced last week that our commencement is definitely going to be online. So, yeah. It's just a weird time. It's a weird time to be a Longhorn. And like, this has been a dream of mine always. <laughs> but it's just like, I feel like this is. Um, just like a like I was telling you this too this is just a continuation of like our generation like this whole like I, I'll say like the 
I'll even cut it short to like the 97 to 90 to like 99, like the 2000, like cutoff. Like this, this generation of kids who aren't really millennials, but aren't really Gen Z either, who really just got the bad end of like every situation. I mean, you're still mad about fourth grade play day, you know, (laughs) like, I feel like we've just been a series of unfortunate events since the very beginning. So Too Hot to Handle. Um, We both watched Too Hot to Handle, like, like, was it like a day or two after it dropped? Um, I want to say Netflix has weird drop days. So they drop on like Thursdays or something. And I think I watched like over a weekend. So yeah, I may have watched like that Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but I like stretched it out. Yeah, I feel like we like, I'm, I feel like I didn't see it on my Netflix homepage. And like the day I did see it, I like watched a preview. And I was like, hmm, I'll try this out. And I'm mad about it. <laughs> Actually, I'm trying to remember because I was like, I can't remember, did I ask you guys, like, in the group first, was I like, so are we watching Too Hot to Handle or no? Yeah, I and know. you guys were like, Milena's already watching it. hmm Yeah, but I don't think too many other people, I don't even know if anyone else has watched it but us. T. Um, yeah, me and my house watched it together, and, like, it was fun at first. Like, I kind of liked how blindsided the cast was. Um, but, like, I was I was quite upset about episode five. But then I was too into it, so I had to finish it. And I was very upset right after the finale. And I'm still mad about it. <laughs> okay, I need you to go over what happened. Well, let's, let's just start at the beginning. Because I... I didn't mind it. I really like. I, I'm not gonna say I just loved it or I liked it. Or like, like I, I feel like you and Milena have like a burning passion hate for, it, and I just, I was like, this was a good time for the weekend that I spent on it. I so let's, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let okay. Let's start cast wise. We start out with what? Like I think there are ten of them. I want to say, yeah. It wasn't oh. very many. I'm sorry? There weren't very many. Yeah, no, there were there were like 10 of them. And to be honest, by the end of it, I will say, like, I definitely knew everyone's name by like the end of it, end of it. But like, in the very beginning, I was like, half these people are so forgettable. Like poor, um, I can't even remember her name now, Nicole, I want to say. The Irish one. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know why you hung on this long. Like, they kept doing the thing with Matthew, aka I'm not even gonna be blasphemous like that. Um, but it it just wasn't, you know. I feel like they didn't do as great as a job as they thought they did. I think it was interesting that like everyone was from like different places. You know, yeah. it was a global show, which I found interesting. Um. I, like, that was the thing. So, like, I watched the preview, and I saw Matthew, who I've seen before in America's Next Model, and that's honestly why I started watching it. Because I was like, oh, I remember him. He was, like, fun. I remember rooting for him. Like, I followed his Instagram. I probably still do. Um, 
But like that was yeah, that's what was the main pull. And so I think honestly, now that I think about it, I think when he was like he walked away, or like once I realized he wasn't invested in it, I think I stopped being invested in it. Mm-hmm. To be honest. Yeah, I didn't really know why he was there. Um Yeah. Well, that's the thing too, is I remember on America that model, like I don't remember him being like extremely like because it was one of the seasons where they had both guys and girls competing. Like, I don't remember him, like, hooking up with any of the other contestants or anything. So that's why I was, like, thrown off. Because I was, like, is he really like this now? Like, <laughs> and I don't think he is. <laughs> I think he, like, played it up to get on the show. See. Yeah, I don't know. It was just, it was, I don't know. Casting-wise, I thought it was just Okay. Like I like all the girls had fake bodies, which I they were all like very aware of it, which I was just like, this is gross. But and oh, that sounds bad. <laughs> but I don't mean like gross as in like, um, don't get body modifications or like don't do things to like feel good about yourself. That's your business. But I was like, we couldn't get one girl who wasn't plastic. Yeah, but that's, like, another thing I was thinking about. Like, I was, like, how do they recruit for this show? Um, and I, like, that was the thing, too, is, like, how they were so blindsided. I was, like, were they just, like, are you looking for, like, a summer of love? Or, like, are you looking for a summer of hookups? Like, come apply to the be on this show. Like, I'm very curious in their recruitment process for this. Gee. And to be fair, I was like, there aren't people like this. And then literally the next day, I, um, like, saw, like, I, like, came across a girl on Twitter who literally all of her tweets were, like, basically someone off of Too Hot to Handle. I was like, (laughs) wow, okay. They do exist in the real, in the natural world. Yeah, they do. Oh, Yeah. So, essentially, we should probably describe the premise of this show. <laughs> oh, shit. Should we have started there? Yeah. It's okay. Um, Essentially, To Have to Handle is um another love-esque, like, trying to find love reality TV show. But the difference with this one, very much structured like Love Island or like Bachelor in Paradise where you have an original cast and then people come in or, like, leave or whatever as, like, the episodes go on. Um, just like spice it up or whatever. Um, except the difference with this one is that they are not allowed to like basically have physical like connections. Sometimes they can't sex, they can't kiss each other. They apparently like can't like they said heavy petting, but I really don't think they took any money off for that. They did, and if they do break these rules, they lose significant amount of money from like the hundred dollar hundred thousand dollar pool. Yeah. So, like, it was, like, a kiss would be $3,000. Anything, like, I, what I consider to be third base, because we're going to keep this PG, <laughs> like, would be $6,000, I want to say. Yeah. Something like that. Like, but they were also nice where, like, good behavior would get you, like, time in a private suite where because they also like it, I don't know if they do this like Big Brother style or like it's like kind of Love Island style where they all sleep in the same 
room. Like there are like yeah. 10 beds in the same room. Um, so they don't have privacy. But if you like, granted, if you're doing good as a couple and Lana, who is the like island eyes, like she sees and hears everything. Um, she, if she like feels like the need to reward you, you can go to a private suite with your partner and then like basically you just have to like stay apart but it never happens and I feel like it was I feel like at one point it was like people losing up to $16,000 and maybe even like $20,000 yeah I think if you went all the way you lost 20k Mm -hmm. um and so like they would go in this room like the couples that like got that time and then they would like lose significant amount of money and I mean, so I think this is go- not going to be a spoiler-free podcast. My issues is how the ending, how they split up the money. <laughs> because not everyone, like, not everyone was as invested or, like, tried to, like, couple up and, like, deal with, like, I guess a temptation or whatever of, like, not losing money. If that makes yeah. sense. Like, I feel like if you didn't even have, like, the opportunity to, like, possibly lose the money, like, you don't deserve to, like, be rewarded any of it. Wait, say that again? I feel like if you weren't, like, you weren't as much, like, if you didn't even have, like, the chance to, like, lose any of the money, like, I don't think you deserved to, like, win any of it, if that makes sense. Yeah, like, Nicole, like I said, Matthew, Kels, like, and I think Kels was only, like, one time like that he kind of got close but he didn't even like he was so focused on the money that it yeah. didn't matter yeah there was only I'll, yeah I'll give you that there was only two couples truly who had to battle temptation and really made like I'll quote unquote a connection to the point that yeah I did believe that if anyone was going to win which I think that was a downfall to the show too is like that's a part of the premise they keep saying like throughout the the show like the chance of $100,000 and then like is being like deducted from you never get like I knew that it wasn't going to be like $100,000 per person like I knew that they don't yes. specify how to win who will win? Like, they don't specify any of that. Like, is it the yeah. person who has the best connection? Is it going to be, like, a like a trivia, like, game? Like, what, what exactly? Like, are they going to have to prove how much they've learned? Like, what exactly is going to say? Like, because in Love Island, people vote. Like, the, like, exactly. People on the outside world have a lot of say, and it's live. Netflix is just Lana. So it's like, how do you go about voting people off or, you know, like truly testing, like who's going to be, who has the best connection? Like they never made that clear. So yeah, it was like, it's the same issue I had with the circle where like, I didn't know what the end goal really was. And like, as a viewer, that's like what I want to know. Like, I'm like, how are you trying to win? Maybe because I'm very much like into strategy um, and less about like, what emotional connection these people have because I just honestly any of these love shows I'm assuming the couples are not going to last that long Mm -hmm. um so I'm just 
I'm very much invested in like the strategy of like trying to get to the end and winning. And because there really wasn't a said goal, like, is it like the goal to couple up and like resist temptation? Or is it just like the goal is to just vibe on this island, which it seemed like some of them did? Um, yeah. That was my, I think that was my biggest issue. Mm-hmm. And I found that people who did have like, they like it or had the most issues with it that was like the issue is no one knew like yeah we can give you like a outline a premise like we can give you like comps we don't really know at least for the majority of it until the very last thing until the very last day even the cast didn't know what was going on they were it just seemed like they were like winging it yeah like well i mean to be fair to the cast at least like they obviously didn't know what they signed up for (laughs) No, I'm saying like it's something like Netflix was winging it. Oh, probably. I mean, I don't. Yeah, that's. I just. I think too is like because one of the couples so obviously deserved, and I felt like almost needed that money. Like I feel like it'd have been great for them. Um, mm-hmm. that's why I think I was also upset because like they very much deserved to split the prize. Mm-hmm. But like not the whole cast. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. I agree with that. I honestly would have been fine if both couples split it because, like, at least that other couple, like, had their night where they didn't touch each other to, like, win back the cash. So, like, after that, I was like, I guess they kind of deserve some of the money. But, like, Mm -hmm. that, I think, would have been the only thing I would have been okay with splitting-wise. Yeah. Spoiler alert. That couple is still together. I saw that. I saw that. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm curious when I mean, they filmed this though. Mm-hmm. Uh last summer. Oh wow. So it's been almost a year production. Yeah, yeah, it's been a year. Truly. Um I also was very invested in that. I like don't want to spoil couples like names, but I was really invested in one of the couples, you know which one. That like actually we all, huh? I said we all we know, all which, know one. which one. If you've seen the show, you know what couple everyone was rooting for. I was really invested in their story. Um, yeah. But what about you? I have a least favorite person, and it was Haley. Uh, <laughs> like, I could not stand her. Like, every time she was on screen, I want, like, she was, she's one of those people that is so painfully blonde. Nothing against all my blonde friends, but you know what I she mean. She reminds me a lot of someone we went to school with. Oh, she definitely <laughs> did. She definitely did. And we both know who we're talking about. And I just... Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I just, oh, it's just one of those where it's like, they're so, they're so, like... And they just don't care. They don't. It's like they're they're fully aware and they don't care. Yeah, like I agree with you. Haley was the, the worst. So yeah, she like every time she was on screen, I was just like, I can't. But then I also feel like like I think just for me, the moments where I didn't and I, I feel like it was just people like her that made me not like certain parts of it because it's like where it was like you know I don't really care you know it's like when they were doing those workshops and the people that would be like I don't know why we're doing this like this is so dumb and I was just like 
if you don't want personal growth, like, which, and, and to be fair, they didn't sign up for personal growth. They signed up to party. But, like, once you figure that out, obviously Haley was like, I want to go home. And they were like, and Lana said bye. So um, my thing is, yeah, home. it took her way too long to leave. Who did you really enjoy? I mean, Rhonda was just a delight. <laughs> Anytime she was like, because she was so real. And I feel like that, and this is going to sound awful, but this was like black girl on like black girl. And if she's going to be the only representation by God, she's going to be great. You know yeah. what I mean? It's very rare like, for the only representation to be good. Yes. Like we're so used to like there being one and we're all like, yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you only get one Tasha in a season and everyone else is kind of a mess. But like, <laughs> did you get the reference? Tasha, really? <laughs> I loved her. But only, but she was also she was just put together and amazing. And Rhonda was put together and amazing. And that's not to say that you can't be ratchet and amazing at the same time. But it would be like ratchet and you're not smart. Like, can we choose one? Yeah. <laughs> Like, that was the thing, was, like, Rhonda very much knew what she wanted. I was nervous about her early on, um, but then once she got coupled up, I was fine. Mm-hmm. Because she, I mean, I feel like she wasn't one of, the, I feel like a lot of these people were very much, like, I'm out here in these streets, and it's, be- and they, I feel like it became very apparent towards the end, they were all just incredibly insecure people that had been, you know, maybe not looked at for anything but their looks for a long time or maybe even that they were bullied and stuff like that and so just they're just like I don't want to make a connection with anybody I'm just here to have a good time and so like I feel like a lot of people who don't necessarily like maybe they did struggle socially or they didn't like get you know a lot of good attention growing up they just want to make all these connections and they don't really care to make lot lasting connections. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I was one thing that was, I was curious about because like the, like part of the premise was like all these people come from like, you're right. Like they're all out in the streets. Like that's their lifestyle or whatever. But like Rhonda seemed like she wasn't like that. Like she was talking about how she's like picky about men, especially cause she like has a son. Yep. So I was like, wait, how did you get off the show? Exactly. So that's the thing. It's like, she she was coming she was a a different perspective seeing as how it wasn't that she was super insecure or like super burned by people she was just like I'm not here and I'm you know I'm not trying to get attached to anybody because it you know getting attached to me comes with some stuff you know yeah so it's like it was a different type of of like out here in these streets which I could appreciate yeah no, she definitely was a joy. I also love, yeah, I definitely love a mom who, you know, I and I, I don't think that, I don't think there's any real need to reify or, like, um, subvert what it means to be a mom. But, like, when you do see some diversity in the mom type, it's like, you go get it, girl. hmm Yeah. Oh, I, oh, fuck. Whenever they were FaceTiming her son, I was like, this is so precious. Yeah, at the same time, I was like, as a child of divorce, I was like, get off of my phone. Get out of these. Like, that that may have been a low for me. Where I was like, Rhonda, do not do this. 
Like, you do not know him, and your kid does not care. I'll tell you that. Well, I mean, also, that's the thing, too, though. Like, to be fair for kids, because they do that sometimes in The Bachelor, too, where they're, like, stay-at-home parents. Not stay-at-home parents. Single parents. And they'll FaceTime their uh, kid. And it's, like, the kid is so young and just so unaware of what's happening. They're not invested. Like, it's, like, like, the kid was, what, two? He probably was, like, three. three. He was probably, like, confused, like, why, like, why his mom was gone for a month. Exactly. I was, like, yeah. My thing is, like, you say you put so much into protecting, like, that relationship and you're very picky about who he meets. You haven't known Sharon for more than a couple of weeks at best. Like, and he's only been, like, like, official with you for maybe a couple of days. Yeah. Step back. I, I could argue against that just because, like, with a lot of these shows because all they're doing is spending time with each other and it honestly seemed like like that they stayed together like they may have not always been like cuddling up but like all their interactions with groups and stuff were like they were always together like they probably did know each other pretty well like I mm-hmm. I do feel like I feel like she really did feel connected enough to him to show like introduce her son to him in that way um just because they are I, just because they're spending all day I, every day together i get that and i understand that that like that that like puts i understand that that puts a like a it's like microwaving a relationship yeah i get that and that they're like in this you know they're they're deeper than most people would be in a week i completely understand that however your son is real life okay you guys are on this island. That's not real life. Like, and I feel like there has to be that understanding. And then if this works out in real life, like, the, I, like I, my thing is, don't, I don't see a point in introducing him to someone who you haven't worked out the distance thing. You haven't worked out, you know, what exactly your relationship looks like outside of the, like, I just, I feel like this is unnecessary and I get it. It didn't necessarily traumatize the kid. He doesn't really understand what's going on or know who you're, talking about but i just yeah it wasn't my favorite thing in the world that's fair yeah i just like uh, that's the thing it's like all these shows they only spend time with each other and i'm like like i i don't believe they're true connections but i feel like just spending that much time with someone like you'll feel something and like they get wrapped up in it mm-hmm. yeah i i hear that i hear that yeah um and also, not gonna lie, like after her son didn't wasn't really vibing. Like I feel like she wasn't the same. Yeah, <laughs> she kind of really said. Mm. Yeah, it was like kind of like okay, and like I was like, oof. But also, like the child is a toddler. Like he's not aware. Like I'm sorry, he was not going to have a full on conversation through FaceTime. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I will not, if there's a season two, which will probably will be because like Netflix be renewing everything for season two nowadays. Um, I don't think I'll watch it. I will if I don't have anything else to do. I feel like it was good background music for me. Like it was good. Like it's a good watch if you are getting ready in the morning and you just want something mindless. Like I feel, I felt the same way about the circle, but you loved the circle. No, right? I didn't like the circle. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I 
yeah, I finished the circle, but, like, it took me a long time to get through it. Mm. Yeah, I, yeah, because of the same thing. Like, I didn't know what they were competing for, um, and I honestly got bored. I think part of it, too, like, versus other reality competitions, there's not as many challenges, or, like, the challenges aren't as exciting as, like, Big Brother and Survivor. So I think that's why I don't really like a lot of the Netflix shows. Hmm. Like, I was not, I did not care about any of their little side um, adventures that they did on this. Um, but yeah, like, that's what I, I don't know. I just, it was hard for me to get invested because a lot of people weren't trying to, like, couple up. Um, I didn't really know what they were, like, competing for. And honestly, like, that's the thing is, like, because so many people were, like, really willing to, like, not lose money, like, that's, it, like, as much as, like, Francesca was, like, the villain of the season and, like, lost a lot of money, um, I just was, like, she was, she was a part of every, every bit of money that got taken away except for when Sharon and Rhonda had the private room. Yeah, exactly. Like, and that's, like, the thing is, like, I don't know. I, like, wish there were, like, more people, like, messing up or, like, they were trying to couple up, so they had, like, the temp... Like, that's what I mean. I just wanted... Like, I would have been more invested if more people were, like, working hard, I guess. I felt like a lot of people were on vacation. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I feel like the the commercials and the trailers definitely made it seem like everyone was having this super hard time. I did feel bad for Chloe, because she was definitely trying multiple times, but I feel like she... You know, obviously what she wanted was just not good for her. Yeah. And, like, that's the thing, too, is, like, yeah, I feel like as soon as they were told that they couldn't, like, that was also what was weird. It was, like, before they were told that they, like, could not, like, touch each other, they were, like, people were, like, trying to make connections. And then as soon as there was, like, the $100,000 and they're, like, well, if you do this, you're going to lose money, everyone was, like, never mind. And so, like, and that's the thing, too, is by how they ended it, ended it, it, like, if they do do a season two, like, people are going to be fine just, like, saying that they grew, because that's, like, how, like, that's essentially how you didn't get eliminated is by, like, saying that you had growth. Um, if you say you have growth and you last at the end, you get money. Mm-hmm. Which I agree. I don't necessarily, I, I didn't think that everyone should have gotten yeah i was so mad reagan because they built up this like an- like anxiety because they had one couple stand up first and then it was like a long pause and then finally they had the other couple stand up and i was like okay okay like we're gonna choose between these two and then they like had everyone stand up i was so mad <laughs> i was so upset see but at the same time like I I really liked David and I really liked Chloe and I re- like I Kels and Nicole just needed to like go off somewhere. I was like they were the only two that I felt like totally didn't deserve anything. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah. Like I I felt I don't know, I was very conflicted. I was very conflicted. But I feel like that's like I said where a lot of people ended up hating it is you either 
didn't care that um, everyone got like split the money. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna lie. At some point, I just assumed that they were going to split it because I was like, "There's no way that it's like this much or like whatever." So I like just went into it like, "Yeah, they're gonna split it." Yeah. So, just to wrap it up, obviously, I think Bree would say no. And I'd say, you know, if you have the time. <laughs> What's your rating out of five? Out of five? We're going five? Oh. Do we usually do ten? I don't we know. We do ten usually. Okay, do it out of ten. Oh my gosh. What is the What is. Oh, I'm trying to think. What was the one that we ended up really liking on the, our last Netflix? Because um, we did Next in Fashion, which I like tanked. We did. Yeah. Oh, it was Love is Blind. And I I'm, I can't remember. I'm trying, I think you gave I'm trying it, to... I gave it a seven. You gave Love is Blind a seven? I didn't rank Love is Blind. I didn't watch it. I ranked The Circle. Oh, but... I think I did give it a seven. I think I did. I would give this a solid five and a half. I would give um, Too Hot to Handle a solid five and a half. Yeah, I'd give it about a three, which I think is what I gave The Circle. Yeah, we kind of tanked The Circle. Yeah, I just, uh, I wanted to like it. I thought I would. We tried. Yeah. It's My like, thing is, what else are you doing? <laughs> I know, honestly, I'm like, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I was going to say, honestly, like, if you have the time, you might as well watch it. But you may not enjoy <laughs> it. Like, and that's the thing. I wish I went into it knowing that the ending was not going to be satisfying. I think if I went into it, like, with that knowledge... I wouldn't have been as mad. Oh yeah, expectations will definitely ruin it. Like yeah. you, like you have to go in like that, and I feel like that may be why I love reality TV so much. I go in, my expectations are on the floor. Okay, oh, you cannot disappoint me on reality television. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I that's and that's maybe what's happening. Is like I'm very much like watching it, like studying it because I like want to create reality competitions and so like I'm like trying to like figure out like what's good what's working what's not working and so I think maybe that's why I didn't like it because like this was just bad mm-hmm. yeah but you heard it here probably not even first but <laughs> we're doing our best Alrighty, so now it's time for our sorry not sorry's for the week uh so essentially it's just Whatever we are unapologetically excited for, maybe we're mad about it, just anything that we are sorry, not sorry, and we want to talk about it. Um, originally, I was going to do something K-pop related uh, because one of my groups, uh, Tomorrow Day Together, announced their comeback. However, right before we like start recording this, uh, they did the Savage remix drop with Meg and Beyonce. Um, and I'm I'm obsessed. I listened to it on loop for the whole hour before recording this. Um, when Beyonce said, if you like, don't jump when you put your jeans on, like you don't feel my pain. I felt that. (laughs) Um, Girl. (laughs) How did you feel about it? No, I'm in the floor. You were on the floor? I'm in the floor. It was so good. I also love, like, I appreciate when songs have, like, cultural things in them. And, like, she, like, mentioned TikTok and, like, OnlyFans. And I was like, this is like, going to be cool because, like, 
whatever I'm listening to the song like five years from now and be like ah remember that time where like we all were obsessed with TikTok um yeah (laughs) it's honestly like and this is like honestly jumping back to the time like really like Destiny's Child times and like early 2000s when a remix really meant a remix you know what I mean like nowadays it's like oh it's the remix like you just have either a person come in and do a, a a version and the rest of the song is like the same exactly like the, fin- like the finesse remix with cardi b like exactly. i love cardi's verse but like it's the same song exactly even then sometimes like I, male artists do this quite a bit where they'll have like a female come in and do like the same verse but like it's just a female singing like ed sheeran did that with yeah. beyonce and i was like absolutely not we're not gonna accept this <laughs> Yeah, it was nice to get, like, a real remix. What's your sorry, not sorry? So, One Direction, which one, there's a lot of, like, there's been a lot of stuff coming out for Directioners lately. We got the news, like, last night that Gigi Hadid is, like, five months pregnant. They're gonna have a Virgo. I'm so excited. Confirmed. At least by the Hadid mother, that um, it's gonna be an, another Directioner baby, um, and then like recently, Liam and Niall have been like coming together on like live streams and kind of hinting at like being like in works or in talks of like doing something because it is a ten year anniversary of One Direction, mm-hmm. and like. Obviously, like, Harry is, like, not going to say, like, like, Louis kind of been in, like, thrown in the mix, too. Harry, it, like, does his best Beyonce impersonation and, like, just doesn't give us much content until it's, like, ready. I mean, he does do interviews and stuff like that, but he just doesn't give us, you know, as much as, like, the other guys mm-hmm. do. So, yeah. I just, I'm not going to get, like, it's one of those things where it makes my heart warm. And I'm so, like, I don't think people understand that if those boys ever end up anywhere within the same space or, like, on the same screen or, like, anything that happens within that realm, understand I will lose Mm -hmm. my mind. And I, I might not come back from it. It might be one of those, like, episodes where... Reagan lost her mind in 2020 and that just was the end of her. She was never the same since. <laughs> there will be multiple reasons for you to lose your <laughs> mind this year. That's the tea. But it's also one of those things where it's like, if it, like, they're so good at like causing hype and then like nothing happening that I'm also just not gonna like put all my eggs. Like, it's one of those things where if it happens, I'm gonna be so excited and over the moon and no one's gonna be able to tell me how to act. But if it doesn't happen, even like having this excitement right now, like, yeah, that's how I feel. That like <laughs> just, just even the possibility. I'm like, you're right. This is everything that I needed in this moment. Yeah. When BTR did their little video, I was like, I don't even care that there's nothing in this. Like, I'm excited, anyways. Exactly. It just warms my little fangirl heart, and it reminded me so much of the fact of like damn this is who i'll always be huh (laughs) Alrighty, guys well that's gonna be it for this week if you can like do it if you can subscribe do it if you can leave us like five stars go 
go ahead and do that. Be out here in these streets for us because we are out here in these streets for you guys. And as always, thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you.